This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome, everyone. One more special guest today. This is the Sales Whisperer, an unemployable entrepreneur, sales trainer, copywriter, and a speaker who believes marketing is just selling in print. He's the author of two and a half books in sales, marketing, and entrepreneurship. And by now, he's helped over 5,400 of the world's top speakers, authors, coaches, and sales professionals achieve nearly miraculous growth by implementing his repeatable, transferable, and proven processes. With us today, we have Wes Schaefer. What's happening, Wes? Hey, good morning. Good morning. So let me start with the... Two and a half books. What does that mean, two and a half? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got two written and a third on the way. (laughs) Uh, Perfect, perfect. And uh, coming out soon, do you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, It'll be this year, 2019. Um, It's just um, one of the several several projects I'm working on. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I know exactly how that works. So I, uh, I saw something that said from the air force to the sales force so you were in the air force the u.s right. air force how long right. uh four years of the air force academy and then uh five years active duty very good very good and you were a part of uh, uh you probably didn't know i knew this but 1995 you were part of the force that shut down airspace in iraq is that right uh, yeah, it was the no-fly zone enforcement. Um, I was a weather officer. I was down in the UAE um, and uh, did two short little tours over there. Very good. So the Sales Whisper is a registered mark by you. You own this. Um, when, since when did you have this mark? Um, I bought the domain name almost 13 years ago. So uh, September, uh, September 1st, 2006. And I trademarked it uh, a couple of years later. Very good. So that's a really, really good name. And um, where did it come from? You have a story about it? Uh, kind of came from my head. You know, I was literally watching the dog whisperer. Uh, I had my laptop on my lap. It was it was a Saturday afternoon, if I remember right. Uh, Saturday or Sunday was a weekend, and and I saw Caesar Milan talking about it. He said that he rehabilitates dogs and he trains their owners. And I thought, you know, I do that with salespeople. I rehabilitate salespeople who've been abused by bad sales managers. And I train sales managers how to be sales managers, right? And I logged on, I bought the name. I mean, it just hit me. 10 days later, somebody emailed me, asking me if I would sell that name. (laughs) I was like, man, I just got it. You know, said maybe we can partner on something, but they never replied back. So, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, you know that that's it's an amazing thing that it was even available because that's that's a great domain, the Sales Whisper. And yeah, like ten days later, somebody had the same idea. Yeah, so yeah, you get an um, idea, jump on it. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, Wes, can can anybody succeed in sales? Is it meant to be for everyone? Uh, I don't know if it's meant to be for anyone, but but anyone that wants to succeed in sales can succeed in sales. You know, it's the old um, the old question. You know, are salespeople born or are they made? Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
Yeah, there's some attributes that are born into us. You know, are you competitive? Are you aggressive? Are you curious? You know, but not all of those traits um, are used properly, mm-hmm. right? You can be too aggressive. Uh, you can be too curious, right? You can you can keep researching and never take action. So, but the, what people miss about sales or misunderstand is that it is as predictive and systematic as an engineering, you know, job or, or career. If, if I tell you, you know, hey, that, that Superman or that, that Spider-Man poster behind you, <laughs> uh, that's, that's ridiculous. That's so unprofessional. That, I can't believe you have that. You clearly are just, you're just not even grown up. How are you going to feel if I say that? Yeah, it wouldn't feel too good. Right? I mean, anything I say after this doesn't matter. I could give away my product and you wouldn't take it, right? But I say, man, that's a great microphone. That's a professional microphone. You've got a pop filter on there. The sound quality is is rich and deep and robust. I can tell you're passionate uh, and you're you're a professional when it comes to podcasting. You are you are committed to your trade and to your craft. And it is just an honor to be in your presence. How are you going to feel? Yeah, yeah, I get you. Right. So those are two extremes. Okay. But that we, we don't recognize the little nudges and things that we do to, to set a relationship off the deep end or towards success. And so if we can recognize that and then act accordingly, and it's not, it's not manipulative, you know, the, because that always comes up. Are, are you being persuasive or are you being manipulative? And, and I ask people, when you, when you went on the first date with your spouse, you know, I, I'll take it from the man's perspective. You know, when, when I showered, mm-hmm. when I put on deodorant, mm-hmm. when I put on cologne, when I ironed my shirt, when I washed my car and put on a little pine tree thingamabob on the mirror so it smelled good, was I being manipulative to my future wife or, or, or any of those things, any of those actions manipulative? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm putting my best foot forward, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm wanting to be seen in the best light. Now, as you can see, I don't always shave. I did comb my hair for you this morning though. So, Hey, you got that going on. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I don't always, my wife still yells at me 23 years later. I don't always put on cologne, you know? So was that the true representation of me? That was that was the true representation of the best version version of me. Okay, yeah. so in sales, when I start out with a smile, when I start out with a compliment, when I uh, start out with not being overly aggressive, with giving you time to talk, with asking good questions, all of those can be controlled. All of those can be pre-planned. So it, it's not manipulative. Uh, but just like, you know, just like engineering, right? If you, you move some dirt, you build a retaining wall, you dig the foundation, blah, 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 you know, the building will go up. So it's, um, so professional selling is a lot more prescriptive, a lot more, uh, science than the average person realizes. And in today's date is, is changed a lot compared to what it was before, you know, the, the one-to-one sales, when you would actually meet in person with somebody, 
How has that changed today with everything being more digital through, you know, cold reach on email, phone calls? Can you still use those techniques like the make somebody feel good? How can you do that? Yeah. And, you know, in, in business to business sales, nothing has changed. Um, yeah, you got caller ID and spam mail or whatever, and, and that's a bit of an issue, but the human being behind those phone calls and emails is the same. What, you know, their fears and their anxieties, their goals are all the same. So you got to realize that the medium is not the message. The message is the message. Hmm. And so relying too much on, you know, should I email them? Should I text them? Why are you getting in touch with them in the first place? Why should they listen to you? Okay. But the same things that help me connect with you in person or offend you also offend you or connect with you via email. You know, if I sent an email out that said, anyone who likes Spider-Man is unprofessional, (laughs) you know, you'd be like, I'm either deleting this email or I'm going to read it to see who it is. Then I'm going to flame them online. Then I'm going to delete the email. Yeah. Right. You know, anyone that uses a pop filter on their, uh, on their microphones when doing podcasts is a professional and should be listened to and admired. Like, yeah, uh, that's me. You're going to read that email. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're going to feel better about me because I made you feel better. Okay. So those principles don't change. I always say that great marketing makes selling easy, but great selling makes great marketing possible. Can you say that one again? Great marketing makes selling easy. So take, for example, McDonald's. Does McDonald's have salespeople when you pull into the drive-thru or do they have order takers? Yeah. They've they've done the marketing. They're Mm -hmm. marketing everywhere. The kids are like, I want a happy meal, you know? They got the new Star Wars cups. I got to go collect all four cups in the series. Let's go to McDonald's, daddy. Right? The sale is done. You just got to drive to the store and give them your money. But the sale is done because of Mm -hmm. great marketing. Okay? But great selling made that great marketing possible. Marketing costs money. Where do you get money? From making a sale. Okay? And also, great marketers at their core are great salespeople. Because I'm selling you on giving me your time and attention when I run a TV ad, when I run a radio ad, when I print a coupon or whatever in the magazine. You know, you're, you're flying in the, in the airline, you're flipping through the magazine. Oh, the McRib is back. We're limited time only. That's a sale. How they design it, you know, oh, it's marketing. Marketing and sales are two sides of the same coin. Great marketers at their core are great salespeople. Okay. So I always said, you know, marketing is just selling in print. You know, you're, you're getting the word out. You're, you're selling people on why they should pay attention. And then why should they remember you? Why should they come to you to solve their pain? And in today's world, the ABCs, they always be closing. Is that something that still applies? You know, it's okay in a, in a one-time, one-call transactional sale. So it's fine if you never we'll see those people again and you don't ever want to get a referral, <laughs> mm. you know, but anything else, you know, I always talk about that. You know, they'll always be closing. It comes from that Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross movie, which came out, I think in 93. So that in and of itself makes it 26 years old. 
but it was based on uh, a Broadway play from the 80s. So now it's 36 years old, but it was based on this guy's career working in a real estate office, like in the 60s or 70s, you know, so now we're, it's easily 45 years old. Uh, but he was watching current salespeople in this real estate office sell. So those people were, were practicing what they had been taught easily 10 years before that. So this, this always be closing, it's literally 50 or 60 years old, right? If I said only run ads in the, in the yellow pages, you'd be like, what is this 1960? <laughs> right. But people will still follow the always be closing. And I'm like, what is this 1960? You know, mm -hmm. the times have changed. So I, I call the new ABCs of selling, you know, always be courteous, always be curious, always be concise. You know, the times have changed. We as salespeople, you know, back, 20 years ago, certainly 30 years ago, the salesperson was the keeper of the knowledge. We were the gatekeepers. You had to come to me to get the catalog, to learn about the specs on the computer, on the microphone, on the car, on the widget for your manufacturing company, whatever. Now, customers have access to everything. Customers that can find anything and everything on the web. And so the salesperson is no longer the gatekeeper of the knowledge and wisdom. Now we are the guide, we're the Sherpa, right? We're helping them navigate all of that information to find wisdom and insight and knowledge mm -hmm. because they're confused. They're, they're, you, you, you'd think there'd be no problems. There's no need for salespeople anymore. It's all on the web. Everybody's confused, you know? Should I do a keto diet? Should I do a, a vegan diet? Should I do, uh, I don't know, intermittent fasting? Should I do the paleo diet, right? Well, all the information's out there. Just use your brain. Do a Google search. The people are more confused than ever. Absolutely. They need the salesperson to guide them through. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, when you mentioned there, the curiosity, uh, always be curious. Is That's something, for example, when online sales that, um, that's still used today is creating curiosity. Is that one of the processes you use to, for example, in copywriting when it comes to sales and the internet? Yeah, for sure. So it applies to the salesperson and to the prospect, right? Um, actually sitting here on my desk, uh, made to stick. It's uh, this book's 11 years old, Chip Heath and Dan Heath. And they, and curiosity is one of the things they talk about that makes a message stick, right? We, when, when we can create curiosity, uh, we create that gap in knowledge. People are attentive and they'll, they'll pay attention to the message so you can get your message to sink in. But on the flip side, as salespeople, we need to be curious about what's going on in the life of the prospect. Okay. Just like doctors, you know, let, let's say you come to me and you got a fever, you know, sore throat. You're wrapped up in a blanket, you know, achy, you're sweating, but you're cold. And I'm like, you got the flu, right? I mean, it's, it's the winter. I'm a doctor. I'm seeing a hundred people a day with the flu, right? I've been a doctor for 20 years, right? I saw you before you got out of the car, got the flu, right? Now, yeah, sometimes we appreciate it. We can just call in and get the prescription, but generally you're going to go in. They're going to take your history. You're going to take your temperature, take your weight, 
listen to your heart, look in your eyes and ears and nose, take your blood pressure. And through the diagnosis, through that process, then they prescribe. And you feel better about the diagnosis and the prescription because they took the time. They were curious. Okay. If you put a gun to their head, they would have made the correct decision. Okay. But maybe one in a thousand, one in a million, you know, maybe you had whatever, some crazy measles, right? The onset of measles. <laughs> They're like, what? They took the time to diagnose. They were curious. So we as salespeople, and especially men, we want to fix things, right? My wife now, after 23 years, she'll, she'll preface things with, I don't need you to fix anything. I just need to get this off my chest, right? So <laughs> issue with the kids at school or whatever. So I just sit there and listen. You know, we want to jump in and fix things. And the salespeople, you know, and they talk about in the book as well, the curse of knowledge. When you've been around something for a long time, you, you, you know what's going on. You think you know, you know the answer if you think you know the question. But if you don't thoroughly diagnose, you may miss something. And so, but but salespeople in general, as experienced salespeople especially, and men especially, we jump in and we want to solve things too quickly. And if the customer doesn't feel like they've been heard, they won't trust the recommendation. Yep. So let's say we went all the way and uh, we did get the client and uh, they convert us, so they are officially our client. What do we do now to keep them to have this an ongoing relationship, uh, you know, without losing this customer? Well, so I call it uh, instead of ABC, you know, it's the ABCDE process. So you you attract people to your business, to your website. Uh, you give them something that's attractive that they opt in and identify themselves. And if you're a baker, people just look in your window, it doesn't help you sell donuts, right? So you give them a, a coupon or they sign up for the, you know, donut of the month club or whatever. So now you know who they are. You can send them a text message. You can email them. So you attract them. Then you bond with them. Multimedia, multi-step, you're staying in touch. Then the C is the conversion, the close, the client, the cash, the customer. But now, if you notice, that's only three out of five. That's the midway point. Typical salespeople think that the sale, the transaction, the money is the goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then the customer handing you cash is the end of the story, just like the wedding ceremony is the end of the marriage. Right? Yeah. yeah. Of course it isn't. When you're exchanging vows, exchanging rings in front of everybody, it has only just begun. Right. Yeah. That's a so great you've point. got to think, think beyond the wedding, right? Think beyond the transaction, the exchange of funds now. So in the ABCDE, you've attracted, you've bonded, you've converted. Now you deliver a wow experience. You delight the customer. When you do that, they don't feel taken advantage of. They feel like you really are different. You really are in this for the long haul. Now, You've endeared yourself to them. Now they're taking pictures and, you know, they're checking in on Instagram and Facebook when they come to your restaurant or wherever, right? They're bragging, they're giving testimonials and referrals about how great you treated them. So now, and again, instead of it being a pipeline, shove a bunch of stuff in and a little bit will trickle out or a funnel, jam a bunch in the top, a little bit will trickle out. 
Now this is a cycle. It's a circle. And the better you get at each of those, when you start to endear, right? When somebody gives a testimonial or they check in, give you a five-star review on Facebook or, or Google, others see it. Now you're attracting people back to you. But now that's free, right? Yeah. They come in quicker and quicker and quicker. And that's how you, you know, you, you, you got to sell beyond the sale, right? Beyond the transaction of money. Absolutely. So I see, I gather from what you said that you're not a big fan of the terms sales funnels and uh, pipelines. You rather- well, no, it's, um, they, they have a place. Um, you, the funnel is fine, right? You do, when you're attracting people to you, a funnel is a component. So you want to cast a wide net. You want as many people as possible coming into, you know, we call it a gravity well, right? You want to be the sun. You want to be this supernova that just attracts everything. You want to pull in planets, asteroids, and pull them all in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go through stages. So it's, it's three dimensional, right? You're, you got the ABCDE going on. And within that, you're, you're filling the funnel. You want more people coming in in the A. The, the pipeline is created. You're going through the stages that you can, you can track, you know, for reporting purposes and whatnot. But then you got to think of it within the big picture, within that funnel, within that pipeline, within the stages, it's a cycle. Treat them right. Think beyond the, the, the transaction to to keep the funnel full, to keep the pipeline full, to accelerate the relationship, to accelerate the growth of your business. Nice. And Wes, you're a certified partner with pretty much all the big CRMs that, that are out there, HubSpot, uh, HubSpot, I mean, Entreport, Infusionsoft. And so you've been trained, you're certified on them. And everybody out there in the digital marketing space mention how Infusionsoft is very complicated. Is it really that complicated? No, uh, any platform um, when it's new is going to be kind of complicated. Um, Infusionsoft can do a lot of things. And so that's, that's like saying, you know, is LA Fitness complicated? Like, well, compared to a CrossFit gym, yeah, LA Fitness is complicated. They have a lot of machines, right? All these different parts for pull-ups and seated rows and, and flies and shoulder press and curls. You know, you go, you go to a CrossFit, it's like you got pull-up bars, you got rings, you, know, you got medicine balls, you got bars for free weights and some kettlebells, right? They don't have spas. They don't have swimming pools. They don't have yoga. They don't have spin cycle. They don't have racquetball, you know, but if you know anything about CrossFit, there's a ton of exercises. There's, there's 101 ways to suffer with a kettlebell, right? Okay. Um, so it's, um, but you know, what's the goal, right? I think people, they jump in with the wrong reasons, wrong expectations, wrong understanding. And so they blame it on the software. You know, the, um, have you heard of ASOP? Like this 2,500-year-old writer, philosopher, you know, he gave us the stories of um, the goose that laid the golden egg and, uh, and the boy who cried wolf, right? Well, there was another story he gave us, 
um, you know, this wolf is, is, you know, walking through the woods and he's thirsty and he sees these grapes up on a vine and he's like, man, I'll, I'll, I'll eat those grapes and it'll quench my thirst. So he jumps and he misses. He backs up, he runs, he jumps, he misses. He runs back over and over and over again. Finally, he's tired. It's like, those grapes are probably sour and leaves, right? So we, we despise, we, we, you know, belittle things that we can't have, right? So if somebody can't understand Infusionsoft, they're like, well, this, it's the software's fault. And yeah, they can do a better job of, of making things more streamlined, blah, blah, blah. But it's super powerful software for only two to 300 bucks a month. I mean, there's nothing out there at that price point that does everything that it can do, mm -hmm. you know? So take everything with a grain of salt. Absolutely. And I see you won the Infusionsoft Certified Consultant of the Year before. What does this consist of? Is it like a competition style? Um, no, it's just the, the other partners vote. You know, there's several hundred partners. And, mm -hmm. and we just vote amongst ourselves, like, you know, who was the most helpful and, and supportive, you know, inside the community. Gotcha, gotcha. And... Uh, Generating leads and finding new customers, of course, you're not going to wait for them to come to you, although probably by now some of them uh, come to you. But if you were looking to generate more customers, more leads, what kind of platforms uh, do you prefer? Oh, that, that can go a million different ways. I mean, it's great if people find you organically, right? So search engine optimization. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, it might take you six months of dedicated work for, for you to start ranking organically for competitive words. And so what are you going to do right now to get those sales? And so maybe it's cold calling, right? It's, um, it's not going to be social media. Social media is very much for deepening relationships with existing clients. Um, you know, if you're using a, your page, you've got under 1% organic reach. So social media is now a pay to play uh, mm -hmm. platform. So you're going to have to cold call, you have to buy a list, you know, do direct mail. Uh, you can't buy a list and do cold email, at least not any reputable firm. Uh, you can do one-off emails. You can invite people to webinars. You can, you can recruit affiliates to do promotions for you. So there's a lot of things like that you can do. Um, so, the, you know, the good thing with paid ads is that you, you can create the ad today and make a sale today, you know, assuming you know how to answer the phone, assuming you've got a good landing page, assuming you've got a good offer. All that has to be set up, right? When you run that ad, you can run an ad, just say, call for information, call to reserve, blah, blah, blah. So are your people good? Do your phone systems work? I mean, I work with companies, big companies. Phone systems aren't working properly. Can't leave a message. Can't route a call. Can't get transferred. You get hung up on. People don't know how to answer the phone. Don't know how to handle the questions. So, but you can run an ad a day, make a sale a day, generate a lead today. The problem is when you stop spending that money, all that traffic stops as well. So, what are you going to do, right? Uh, the, the the good thing with SEO, you know, the bad thing with SEO, you start writing an article today, it may not get traction for six months. But the good news is, I mean, I have articles that have been out there generating traffic and leads for 10 years. So once that momentum is built, it gets easy. Just like pushing a car, right? You ever run out of gas? You know, yeah. 
And like, you're pushing that car and you're like, this thing will never move. And then it moves an inch and then two inches. Then, you know, once you get that thing going 10, 15, 20 feet, boom, now you got momentum and you can just, as long as you just lean on it, keep going, you're fine. That's what SEO is like, you know? So you got to have good planning, good, good goal setting. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, growing your business. The, the issue I find with uh, today's society, and of course this doesn't include everybody, but uh, most people are impatient and, you know, it takes 10 years to have a 10 year old article. <laughs> and most people don't want to wait because we live in the era where everything is immediate, right? Like for example, Amazon, you buy something now and depending on where you live, you can have it delivered within four hours in some yeah. cities. Uh, is there, what can you tell somebody that's not willing to wait, you know, to have a great article and, you know, people quit too soon? Well, you, you can do some things to, to seed it, right? You can, you can take bits and pieces of it and post it on places like Medium or LinkedIn. Post it on your Facebook page and then share it personally. Um, you can do guest blogging right? You can write an article post for somebody on a more popular site to get the traffic coming back to you. Uh, you can find other bloggers and share links. You know, if, um, you know, like I, I do a lot with CRMs and sales training, maybe somebody's got a, a shopping cart or some type of module for e-commerce and they make me an affiliate. Say, hey, we can write an article, put it on your site and, you know, we'll, we'll give you the leads. We'll give you commission on those that click. Okay. They can put that on my site, right? So you can do things like that um, or, just, or just boost it, right? Write the article, spend a dollar a day, $2 a day, putting that article out on Facebook, other places uh, to get more eyeballs to, to jumpstart the effort, to jumpstart you getting discovered. Mm -hmm. Very good. Is there any special automation tools that you, you really enjoy and that you use uh, daily? Uh, I mean, a lot of things I do are, are automated. You know, I've, I've used Infusionsoft now since 2008. Uh, I've used HubSpot since 2014. Um, so, you know, I tell everybody, look at what you do two or three times a day or four or five times a week and have a process for it, okay, and automate it if you can. Automate it if it makes sense. Uh, but something to be aware of, too, is you can, you can automate too much. You can dehumanize the sales process too much. So be careful. Um, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago, uh, with some guys, very successful marketers, and they're really driving home the point of focusing right now, doing the things that don't scale, right? Being more human. Uh, mm -hmm. like you, you got chat on your website, instead of it being all automated, maybe, maybe pay humans to actually be there and answer the questions live in real time. Uh, so there's things you can do, you know, you, you can, you can over, over automate when mm -hmm. dealing with humans. Okay. Uh, but you know, lead generation, uh, delivering, you know, free reports, things like that, th those need to be automated because it's a global world, right? If it's, I do business around the world. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's 3 a.m. for me. Well, it's 6 a.m. in New York. You know, what if somebody is an early riser and they're doing some research before they go to work? You know, it's 11 a.m. in England when it's 3 a.m. for me. I've got clients in the U.K. You know, 
do I want to make want to make them wait to speak to me or can I give them a free report, a link to my contact us. They can schedule a time on my calendar, you know, so before I even wake up, I've got leads and appointments scheduled. So you got to mix and match, you know, how much automation you do, but, um, you know, yeah. automate as much as you can, but always remember there's a human being on the other end of that screen. So are, are they feeling special with your processes? Yeah. And you touched on a great point, like the over automating, uh, there's something that uh, I've been trying uh, recently since the end of 2018, and it's actually going a step back. Instead of going forward, going back and uh, through some of our lists doing snail mail and sending just a white envelope with their name on it, and uh, we, we'll be getting lots of reactions. I'm guessing uh, we can see the open rates of the real envelope, but there's been... Uh, there's instructions in there of kind of what to do, and then you can pixel them. Sure, and it's been it's been working great. Have you experienced anything similar, like going back in technology? Oh yeah, I mail people my book, my flashcards. I've got CDs. Yeah, it's um, you know, you you can't sign an email, right? Mm -hmm. If I mail somebody my book, even if they don't read it, they're going to put it on the shelf. They're not going to throw it away. And I'm always sitting there kind of in the back of their brain reminding them, hey, call Wes. Hey, go look him up. Wes may have an answer. <laughs> so for sure. Perfect. Wes, Wes, before I let you go, there's something I want to ask you that you probably didn't know I knew. It's what's a marriage preparation instructor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, it's, um, you know, in the Catholic Church, you've, you're supposed to go through six months of preparation before you get married, you know, they, they just want you to, they want you to have your eyes wide open before you jump into this relationship. And so my wife and I have just been active in our church and, and there's multiple topics that, that are taught, but we've just, I have a financial background and, and an interest in it. And so my wife and I have always helped out at our church teaching that subject, just helping, uh, engaged couples, um, kind of open their eyes on really how money works uh, how interest rates work, how debt credit works. Uh, so, you know, they can get, get a leg up, you know, at least not a step back <laughs> yeah. uh, in dealing with their finances. So, because um, we know, I mean, financial issues are a, a leading cause, you know, a significant cause, if not a leading cause of divorces. So if we can help them, you know, address that and, and save one marriage, I mean, that's a good thing. 100%. 100%. So, Wes, uh, let everybody know if they want to find you, deal with you, uh, where they can go. Yeah, I mean, my main site is is uh, thesaleswhisperer.com. And from there, there's all kind of tools. Um, I am I'm redesigning the homepage right now, but there's always the free CRM quiz. Uh, that'll be prominently, it, it's, it is prominently featured on the homepage. It'll be more prominent. It's in the footer. Uh, but along the top navigation, you'll see links to the podcast, um, the CRM quiz, uh, and all types of free free tools, free reports. So, uh, you know, start there. My social media links are in the footer. You know, if you can't find what you're looking for, hit me up. You know, I'm active, I'm active on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. So, um, you know, and, and when you get a response, it comes from me. Right? I don't have a team handling my social media correspondence. So you'll know you're reaching me. Awesome. That's something I really like 
when you're actually messaging something, somebody in social media, that the person replies. Right. And, and another thing too, I actually was talking to, I messaged somebody on social media the other day and their, uh, their admin replied, but they told me ahead of time who that they it was were. their admin. Yeah. So that yeah. I really appreciate that too. Yeah. Wes, That's thank good. you so much for your knowledge. I really appreciate it. And I really, I'm thankful for your time. So hey, thanks uh, for having me. No problem. It was a pleasure. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.